This is the 4J Super Insights Podcast, featuring conversation with Eugene School District 4J Superintendent, Dr. Andy Dye. Hello, I'm Eugene School District 4J Superintendent, Andy Dye, and welcome to the Super Insights Podcast. Today, I have some great guests with me from Lane Arts Council, Ben Minnis, the Arts Education Program Director, and Andrea De Palma Yansani, who is an artist in residence, uh, and she's done a lot of work in 4J, including Western African culture through drum and dance, ceramics, and wire sculpture. Thanks a lot for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is important for us as a school district because having students have the opportunity to access arts opportunities that are so broad and so varied is really important to what we see as a, a liberal and holistic education. Super important to me as a young person and as a parent to see my own children benefit from these types of partnerships. Enough about what I think, and let's hear for, from you a little bit. Can you share a little bit, Ben, about how um, Lane Arts Council works in schools? Lane Arts Council works with uh, local artists from across the county who are looking for opportunities to share their passion, inspire youth by sharing their background in the arts. And so we work with a group of probably like 40 professional teaching artists right now across the county and work with them to develop four-part residency programs that they can bring into elementary and middle schools across the county. But a big chunk of our work happens right here in Eugene 4J School District. And speaking of professional teacher artists, Andrea, did I say that right? Andrea, yes. Andrea, Andrea. Andrea. Um, tell us a little bit about your experiences in our schools and with our students. Well, I've been doing this through the Lane Arts Council since 1995. So just a little while, huh? Yeah, just a little while. And um, in the capacity, as you mentioned, ceramic artist, wire sculpture, as well as the performance artist with my partner with the uh, music and dance from Guinea. And what's interesting about having a variety of disciplines, I get to see kids in different capacities. And it's been really interesting. I've had certain residencies one year where I've done ceramics and then another year where I've done wire sculpture and just seeing how kids react differently to the art forms is really, it's kind of enlightening to see like where their strengths and their weaknesses are. And I think it's really important to give kids an opportunity, a diverse opportunity to work with different mediums so that they can have those moments of really shining mm. in um, the different art forms. For example, the West African drumming and dancing that we do really helps kids who might have a hard time sitting still, people who have lots of energy or just like bodies are very active bodies. A lot of times that's uh, hard to have that capability and be in uh, academic situations. But when they are actually being asked to do those activities, they excel and they learn yeah. something about themselves and it brings them confidence. That would have been me as a young boy or a 52-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think, Ben, um, that the activities students get to experience are so important from, from your perspective? We know that yeah. they are, but give our listeners uh, your thoughts. Yeah, from my perspective, it's, it's really about student voice, student liberation, and student engagement and connection. And all those things can really be brought to life uh, through the arts, through art residency with an artist in the, in the, in the classroom. Uh, for myself, I was a student who had a major stutter until I was 15, 16, where I couldn't say anything out loud without crafting it all in my head first. And then, and I was a visual artist and I kind of retreated into my own creative space. And once I got pushed onto a stage and somebody saw in me the potential to be an improvisational actor, which sounded like the worst thing in my, that I could even <laughs> imagine. And suddenly two hours later, 
I'd gone through a full performance in front of 300 people without stuttering once, and the arts just like blew the top off for me. So like, so I know for each student, like she was saying, uh, a different art form. I view the art forms as as like languages or like fonts of knowledge, different ways of knowing and understanding and expressing. And for each student, like finding that right art form that can just click and open a door for them is life-changing. And I know for each student, it can be a different art form. And that's why I'm privileged to be in a position where I can offer schools 40 different ways of knowing and seeing and thinking and expressing to schools to bring into their classrooms. And that's really like my big why behind it is to make sure students are getting opportunities to think and express themselves in, in ways that really work for them. And you've been with us for a while, 1994. Yeah. How have you, how would you characterize the trajectory or the arc or the change over time of arts in public education in general and then specifically here in 4J? Well, Lane Arts Council has always had a strong partnership with the 4J district. And there was a period where that was um, a little bit dissolved and it seems like it's coming back. And that through line is super important, I think, for bringing the arts to the 4J school district in particular, because it allows them to have a variety of artists come through on a regular basis. So kids and teachers and staff begin to anticipate it. And it's super important to have these experiences for kids because they're just not getting them in their regular life at school. Some kids are not getting it at all just because they might not have their families might not have the means to have extracurricular art activities for them. So this is like their only opportunity. And in this space, they can do a lot of self-exploration to learn about how to problem solve creatively. And it applies to not just the arts, but everything. It applies to figuring out how you're going to tackle writing a paper or, you know, doing a project uh, it, that form of self-mastery and just like organizing your thoughts and your ideas, bringing something that's mental into the physical, that takes, that takes skill, that takes practice. And it's a really important way to develop as an individual and kind of become like have self-mastery and be self-actualized moving forward in their lives. And have you historically worked with elementary school age children or has it run the gamut? It's run the gamut. Through the Lane Arts Council, it, it tends to be elementary schools. Nice. And we have some things in place for middle and high schools. Yep, that's right. Mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So Lane Arts Council has a design arts apprenticeship program where we work with, right now we have a group of like 12 professionals in various forms of design around the community. And they work with small groups of three to four students over a course of 10 weeks where they introduce their form of design, some of the basic skills or grammar involved in that and and also let them know some of the career pathways like what are some of the steps that a student can take to to keep pursuing this curiosity into into this field and then after the end of the 10 weeks the students have had a chance to apply some of the skills and design thinking that they've been introduced to and create some form of product or design that we then showcase at the first friday art walk where the public and families and friends can come by and engage with the young apprentices and ask them questions about what they created, what they learned, what the process was like. Um, and that showcases a big moment where it goes from the kind of personal act of creating to that public element of showing a design and interfacing with the public. And so I feel like that's a, 
uh, a really important part of the process. And so like last year, I think we had 45 4J students go through that design arts apprenticeship program. And this like right now, there's 11 right now in our fall session. And so that's what uh, that's like a steady way we, that we engage with middle and high school students. And sometimes middle and high schools will reach out and look for a specific residency that might fit with uh, something they're teaching. Mm. Um, but as far as like the full school residency work, that, that usually lies in the elementary schools. And we'll have a lot of um, parents, maybe with little kiddos, that don't know much about what you provide for students in our schools. If, if there was one take-home message or something you wanted them to know about what their emerging kindergarten first grader is going to get, uh, what would that be? I would say going through the artistic process, which is not just doing, but it's the process of coming up with an idea, taking an inspiration planning your idea, executing it, working and engaging with the materials, and then having the joy of seeing what they've created, being proud in something that they actually created with their own hands. Working with hands is super important, especially now where there's so many screens that take away the attention. Learning how to build, how to make things with your own hands is, is a skill that I do not want to see ever disappear from this world. And, um, we're on a trajectory with the screens for that to happen, and the arts is a way that can keep that alive for kids and adults. Nice. And for any administrators or teachers that are maybe hesitant, maybe this is too much logistics or there's too much of a burden, yeah. what would you want to share with folks about the partnerships with, with schools, Ben? I always acknowledge when I'm working with a school that uh, a lot of times bringing artists in does require like some adjustment to to a schedule. I know schedules are a tricky business, so uh, we definitely work with schools on that end. But I think as far as the value of it, when they see their students engaging in these opportunities and see their teachers having the opportunity to be in their class and be a, a co-learner, be curious along with their students about something new that's happening in their own classroom, that's something teachers don't always get an opportunity for. And I think the way ArtSpark is, is structured where teachers get a choice, Teachers and, and principals look at our full roster of options and they pick like, what are these programs are going to really speak to my students, my school community? So, so I think that's a, an important part of it, that it's not uh, just some box thing that we're bringing to them. Like they've got choice to really figure mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. what do they want the arts to look like in their school. And a quick anecdote, right before I was starting, my daughter was having a fifth grade Zoom graduation from Adams Elementary and all the kids were going through on what's the were asked to share either where are they going to be in 10 years or what was their favorite memory from elementary school. One kiddo said, in 10 years, I'm going to have a stable job. And I was like, dang, okay, you might, you're probably right if that's what you're thinking right now. But three of those 25 kids mentioned a specific artist residency that they experienced in their K through five years. So somebody who was in their classroom for a total of three hours when they're graduating fifth grade, they remember like that person came in, they saw me, they, they introduced something new to me, they opened a world for me and going into, elementary, going into middle school, that's like something that they're holding on to, which certainly doesn't diminish the deep relationships and, and, and work that happens between a full-time teacher and their students. No, but I it shows you. the importance of this like new voice in front of you, like bringing something new is really noticeable to students and it has a huge impact on them. Well, that's a perfect way to describe how appreciative we are for community partners like you and how incredible folks like you, Andrea, are that you come in and you share your, your art and your craft with young people, um, make our schools better places, our community a better place. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Do you mind if I add, I um, had a thought that I didn't include. Please do. When I was talking about what kid, young kids gain, they also are gaining the, um, they're learning about artistic concepts that apply to all across the art medium spectrum. They're learning about specific vocabulary to describe the art forms that they're engaging in. So they're building on their literacy. And they're also having an opportunity to learn that art is a process that takes time. It's, it, it's a process, not just one single finished project, but an actual process, which is as valuable as the finished product itself. So that's super important. Yeah, art itself is a, is a really great teacher. Very few artists produce what they consider to be their masterpiece in one fail swoop. It's a reiterative process and you learn each time. So, exactly. Hey, thanks a lot for coming today. And I really appreciate the conversation and what you continue to do in schools. Thank, Thank you, you too. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for your appreciate you. To arts and your students for sure. Take care, everybody. This is Andy Dye, superintendent of Eugene School District 4J, and this is Super Insights. Join us next time for more conversation about Lane Arts Council and the ArtSpark program in the 4J schools. Our guests will be a fifth grade student and her principal discussing their experiences. 